Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His Church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to his instructions in humble obedience. Well, it certainly is a special treat for me to welcome Renee Allsbrook. And let me uh, just, first of all, just welcome you, Renee. Thanks for being with us here. And then I'm going to tell a little bit more about you. Happy to be here. And uh, we've got a little, little secret here in just a second. But let me just start by saying that she is a classically trained pianist, church music director, worship leader, and songwriter. Uh, she and her husband, by the way, live in the mountains of Western uh, North Carolina. Just background education-wise, she received Bachelor of Music in Piano Performance from a very competitive music-oriented university, Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. Then she went on to study at, how is it pronounced, Manus College? Right of music in Manhattan. That's New York City, last I heard, right? Uh, giving recitals and freelancing, lancing, freelancing, okay, freelancing, during her nine years in New York City area. She has a poet's pen, she really does, as you will soon find out, and a prophet's heart. She tends to write music appropriate for worship, repentance, and renewal. She's a real woman of God. Her first album uh, was called Call It Joy, under the artist's name of Novare Music, came out 2015. Second album, Daughters and Sons, was released earlier this month, uh, March of uh, 2022. And now for the full disclosure, and a little bit of a surprise, perhaps, to some of our viewers here, Renee is our second-born child. We had four daughters in a row before we had then eight more kids, but she's the second born. And uh, we, uh, again, we take absolutely no credit for what God has done with this woman of God. I mean, she's been, she was our first child to get married and she's been gone and, and growing in the Lord and just touching so many lives. We give God and herself and others around her all the credit. But anyhow, we were so proud that uh, she could join us today. Uh, with all the talent that she's got. She's had a heart for young people. She volunteers as a leader in her local public elementary school, after school Bible club. So proud of you for that. And then the fun stuff, she and her artist husband, Luke, I mean, he is an amazing artist. They do reside in the mountains of Western North Carolina. They have one married son now with a grandchild. Can you believe that? On the way in June, then three younger children, ages 18, 16, and 15. Again, welcome, Renee. So glad you could join us. This Thank day. you, Dad. I'm glad uh, I can call you Dad now. The cat's right. Come on, come on. That's that's <laughs> so you know you've you've done so much. I mean, you, each one of our children is unique and has special abilities and so on. But uh, you certainly, from the beginning, I mean, you you just have God has given you incredible musical talent particularly piano wise, but uh, you know, other things as well, but 
just writing music, but performing it. I mean, when I listen to your music, it often, you know, draws me to tears just because it it's anointed. So mm -hmm. where did this come from? This musical ability? <laughs> Probably from you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, as honestly, as a, I've told many people, as a young, young child, I remember you would play uh, just on, on uh, I guess it was on records you would play john philip Sousa marches and all the little girls would be marching and dancing around the house and and you'd play haydn symphonies your favorite papa haydn and uh you would feel so the the house was not just full of classical music of course you were always getting to strum in your guitar sometimes you would be playing um the piano and it was just this delight to go you'd be playing real gusto you know full of gusto jesus loves me or children of the heavenly father or trust and obey and you know when you're a little child that uh whatever you're exposed to in those very formative first three to five years it uh really does shape you it shaped me and so honestly and mom loves she was always singing while she was cooking sure. a little <laughs> I just think music in our home and um, then early piano lessons, but sitting next to you on that piano bench when you were playing those hymns made me think when mom asked me, hey, you want to take piano lessons when I was five or six? Sure. Immediately I knew, yes, I want to do that. That's and so, so cool. And, when, and I think with anything people say talent, I think the definition of talent is honestly when you do something and it comes easily to you, that's talent. Sure, and then, sure. of course, you have to put in the hours and hours of work and mileage. Yes, yes. But when it comes easily, that's when you know, well, my kid's awesome at soccer. My kid's awesome. It just comes easily. So I when and I'm a pleaser. So when I got positive feedback, it made me want to keep running down that lane. So, well, you know, I can strum a guitar and play at the piano. But I mean, you it just blows me away just to watch, you know, how God uses you just without effort. It looks like just across the whole keyboard. But. And it's not just the talent side, but it's the heart that comes with it. I mean, you, you, you've always, not, in addition to having the skill, you've had this heart for, for a truth. Uh, and as you say, a prophetic heart. What, what, is that, what do you mean by that exactly? What, what would you consider to be that, that prophetic heart that wants to communicate truth to the people that you are, are talking with, communicating with, even playing for? Well, why are we on this planet? We're here to love God, know God, we belong to God. And um, I'm grateful for all the scripture that was poured into me and I was forced to memorize as a child. And honestly, that has taken root as the Lord promises that those seeds will not, they're going to either become, you know, bread or whatever seed for someone else. They're going to become something substantial. And I do feel like that the word of God the black and white coming into me, letting me chew on it, and then it's become something. So mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I don't want to waste my life treading water, and I don't think any of us do. I think fruit. we want to have that fruit. We want to fulfill so, His purpose for us, don't right. we? Yeah. What mm -hmm. do you What do you consider His purpose for you? If If you could summarize it in a sentence or two. Um. I went to Interlochen when I was in high school for two full summers and two week sessions before that. Um, but one of those summers, you know, it's kind of lonely to be away from a, especially a huge family. It's very quiet compared to <laughs> what I was used to. Yeah. But just being alone, um, going to concerts alone many times, I would sit there and I just felt like my spirit was alert, like pricked open, you know, to what does God want to say to me on this adventure I'm on by myself? 
here at camp. And of course, I was not surrounded by Christians per se. I was surrounded by classical music. But sure. even in those concerts, mm. one in particular, I heard this incredible, you know, Van Cliburn winner play a Tchaikovsky concerto and I just was almost weeping like I remember that concert and thinking during that thing thinking of course I'm stirred by the music and the greatness but there was something deeper and I said Lord yes I felt like he was saying Renee I'm going to use your piano I'm going to use your music and I'm going to bring thousands of people to me and I just said you know here I am 16 but the answer is yes like I don't know how you can use Mozart and Beethoven to do that but Sure, if you can, do it. Use me. And I have seen him use me um, in eighth grade. I started playing at, at church. A sweet woman, um, her organist kind of mentored me and started teaching me in the evening service. Here's one song. She'd throw me little bones and basically just taught me how to accompany a congregation and worship. And those seeds again grew where I was able to play at Redeemer Presbyterian in New York City for many years, freelancing, and then had a, a year where I was really their, one of their main pianists at one of their services. And wow. just the joy of, of leading a congregation to mm. the Lord through my fingers and my heart, like you said. Wow. Um, so I do feel like my voice does come through on the piano. And um, yeah. the joy of writing songs now that partnership just yes lord and it's not like it's just magic it's so much work but it's also there's so much joy in the work which is the watermark of god's presence Mm -hmm. when there's joy in the work you know and there's like there's a product um i just it's so fun i'm i'm grateful so that's really why you perform but also write the, the poetry and 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 put it to music it's to to touch lives um any particular direction you want to touch lives? Is it to encourage? Is it to to communicate truth so that they respond to the truth? What what would be the, the what 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 gives you the greatest sense of of fulfillment in 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 the writing of the songs that you write? When I am reading scripture, and I feel like that's one thing I really wanted to say is, um, it's so easy for me, any of us, to get notions. Okay, yes, this yeah. is kind of what I think God would say, so I'm good today. I'm just going to talk to him, you know, but I don't really need the black and white. Uh, What has been really instrumental in my own walk and journey with the Lord is taking the time to have the black and white. And I'll often write those or type those verses up that I just feel like it's a theme. Oh, wow. Why is even my Bible just open to Isaiah 3 or like over and over? And I'll just keep finding myself meditating on that. Mm-hmm. And and often when that happens, I'm like, my antenna are up and I'm thinking there might be a song here. Okay. If God's speaking to me in some way really heavily, like mm-hmm. under the bold face, I'm thinking, well, do, do you want to tell other people the same thing? I have a real heart for children, too. So many of my songs are just about, like, stop the crazy and look at your kids mm. and, you know, love them. That's what the heart of Jesus is for children, I believe. Like, I agree unless you. you change and become like a little child, change yes. and become like a little child. Um, yeah. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And just looking at them and how vulnerable they are. So I feel like a lot of my songs have to do with, like, stop you busy, busy adults and put down your screens. And Mm. um, there's one of my songs called Days Without Number that's just coming out this month. And um, it just says, you know, like basically we've reduced heaven down to the blue, blue sky and eternity down to a screen. We're just looking down, 
We've forgotten you. And that comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, where um, God is just like really, really weeping. He's like, have I been a desert to you guys? Have I been a land of darkness to you? Why do you say, wow, we can do what we want. We don't want to come to you anymore. Does a maiden forget her jewelry or a bride forget her pearls? Yet you people have forgotten me days without number. We know God knows how to count, but it's almost like he can't count that high. How many days we've forgotten him? And that's what the name of this one song is like. And then it kind of goes Catholic where it's like, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Have mercy on my children. Have mercy on the broken. Have mercy on me. Christ, have mercy. So I just feel like that whole thing of when God's speaking to me saying, Renee, don't forget me and look around. People are forgetting me. And when it, he uses that scripture then to just, it saturates in my soul and all of a sudden some sprouts start coming up and it's sometimes a song. That's so good. So good. We should put some links on this uh, podcast so people can connect to it. And I will purpose to do that. So, so as you say, you also, you know, you're involved with a after school Bible club at a public elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, Where does that come from? I mean, you you say you have a heart for children. I mean, how's that working? First of all, I mean, is that a weekly thing, a monthly thing? How does that work? Every Tuesday, I half love it and half dread it because it's just about 40 kindergarten through fifth graders. And, you know, once in a while, we'll have someone we have to consistently get off the table. But um, uh, in your seat, please. But uh, Uh it's it's a it's a community. It's a whole every elementary school in our county has an after school Bible Club that meets for about an hour and 15 minutes. And it's an organization called Haywood County Bible Club. And this couple just had that on their heart, got permission from the superintendent and the school board. And it's been here for about 15 years in our county. And you would not believe the stories when the leaders get together and just share what God is doing. There's Mm -hmm. so much joy. This is the biggest year our school has ever had. I think because the children are so hungry for something mm. joyful. Mm. I spoke with our guidance counsel, counselor at the school last week, and she said, "This is in 16 years, this is my saddest year. We have second graders who are suicidal. We have teachers that are just so exhausted trying to help these homes, oh. these children who are in bad homes. And um, anyhow, I, I feel like it's this funny thing in our country of selfishness and yet self-loathing and it's like this intersection is poison to children where the parents are so so busy and distracted and unhappy and they kind of hate themselves yeah, a the lot parent, of at least the parents in, hate themselves is what you're the saying the parents hate themselves and what happens is the kids are just not being cared for and i don't know if it's that way everywhere but in western north carolina you go to walmart and you just want to cry because you can feel it's like palpable the self-loathing and yet just people trying to fill up their love tanks you know so these children are uh, just so hungry for the lord and his light his love for them and just i feel like even if i said nothing else but, but every week just said do you how know how much jesus loves you I love that. He knows your name he knows your middle name little kid will always raise he knows my last name too you know they're just so eager to just know this jesus oh. and i'll you know talk about how david had a heart that matched god's heart and i'm like who in here wants their heart to match god's heart you love what god loves you hate what god hates 
all these kids just as high as they can reach. I want a heart like God's heart. Oh, so it's so really good, beautiful. Oh, yeah. praise God. Well, you, God is really using you. Um, so is your heart for, I mean, you say it's kindergarten through fifth grade is, is that group. Is that primarily the, the age that your heart is leaning toward or is it more toward all people or older, hmm. any particular direction for you personally? Well, I think when you work with an age, you, you know, you start to just lean in there, but sure, I sure. love, you know, I think Jesus just loves all of us yeah, so much. Sure. And yeah, um, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. grateful to be in that age because there's still, they just, it's silent some days when I'm speaking, I'm telling a story and it's you, literally just so silent. They want to know this God. They want to know this. What is he really like? And I'll say, did you know, I'll show them about this is a real story. <gasps> what you know but just um they're so hungry they believe whatever i say and you know when you get a little older i've substitute yeah, stuff yeah they can get a little bit cynical a little and, more like jaded they still have the same sweetness in our hunger yes but it, it can just get clouded and i honestly think our screens are a huge mm. huge uh it's like a huge mattress up between us and nature and us and humanity really our own humanity and us and knowing god just because we're looking down we're not seeing the light in the other person's eyes we're not seeing the love of jesus in someone yeah. else's eyes and i want to just tell parents like i'm a mom of a lot of teenagers and sure, sure. we have to be disciplined ourselves to say look be present don't miss my own life here mm -hmm. by looking down or by hating myself or by being selfish, like really these kids need that relationship. And um, I'm not a perfect mom. I'm not even like 10% perfect, but I do know, and perfect doesn't exist, but I no, do know no. that the relationship and laughing with our kids, which is yes, awesome, yes. just being present is such God's heart for us as moms and dads. That's good. Well, why don't you just, again, let's, let's assume that you could speak to a hundred parents of children Christian mm -hmm. parents, mm -hmm. and in a sense, you've already started that conversation. Um, but what what would you want to tell them, to, what, based on your experience interacting with children, certainly, but your own children, mm -hmm. and you've seen the world as it is, and again, screens becoming such a big thing. Well, mm -hmm. what would you want to say to them? Well, I've been thinking about the concept of home, and um, you know, you look at. We, we often hear like heaven is our home, which is great, but it's a little ethereal. You know, okay, it's not yeah, super yeah. concrete. Yeah. Or we think about let's let God make his home in us, which is awesome, but it's still like a little hard. But I've been thinking lately about, listen, moms and dads, listen, self, make your home in God. Like you look at Adam, mm -hmm. perfectly at home in the garden, walking with God. That was his home. He was at home with God, in that. God. Yes. You look at Abraham. Abraham was told to leave his physical home in order to wander with God, to walk and talk and journey with God for the rest of his life. Yeah. And you look at Moses. What did he write? Lord, his Psalm in 90, Psalm 90, Lord, you, not the mountain, you have been our dwelling place. I love that. Through all generations. You look at David. He, yeah. you know, we know Psalm 23. He says, um, and uh, um, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We think of, you know, I have the kids yeah, doing yeah, this. Sure, I will sure, dwell sure. in the house of the Lord, going to heaven. But you look at Psalm 27, a few after. He says, one thing I ask, this yes. is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life here, 
gaze upon your beauty, seek you in your temple. So I just think, and then you look at the prodigal son. You look at, um, he's off away from home and you just see the father breaking convention, running, not to just hug him out on the road, but to say, come home, make your home with me again. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we as Christians need to literally, in this dusty world where our feet are getting, you know, making dust, we need to make our home in God throughout our days so that we are aware to his voice, you know, open our, our ears are, I'm washing dishes, yes, I'm communing yes. with him. I'm not just filling my mind with mute. I'm, I'm the most musical in the family, but I have the least minutes on Spotify every year because I just like quiet where I can hear God, yes, talk to him, yes, think, yes. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to not be like, oh, push pause on God. I'll have my home with you in heaven. You can have your home in me. You know, but I want my home, my yes. joy, my tears, my my slippers, everything to be at home in God. And um, I really think like you, you, it's easy for us to think about humility being like sort of a, oh, I'm just going to yeah, fold within thinking, myself. Yeah, yeah. But humility is an opening. God, come like I want I want fellowship with you. I, I'll show you one little prop from my Bible club. Yeah, let's see it. I, can you see that? Yeah, so I, I just, you know, it's how, on the back, of course, we have our verse. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And this uh-huh. is just yeah. memory. But just the whole thing where when we're humble, we're opening. We're not we're not closing in. We're opening. We have yes. this whole and and that's God's grace wants to go to all people. But when someone has this hill of pride, yeah. I'm fine. I've got my life. I've got my church life. I've got my friends. I've got my cute clothes. Yes. You're really kind of acting like the rest of the world saying, I'm fine. And, you know, as much as God wants to pour himself in his grace, he literally, it's like anti-gravity. You can't reach that. You know what I'm saying? So I just think the humble are the lucky ones, the happy ones. Yep. As we are able to receive, and that's where we're supposed to be childlike. You know, you got water at the bottom there. Reminds me of something. I was reading Charles Spurgeon talking about some of the prayers of Paul. Mm. And when it talks about, you know, having God, just saturating yourself in God, he has an analogy of taking a a, a bottle, filling it with seawater, putting a cork in it, and then throwing it in the ocean. So God is in you, but then you're in God as well. In other words, just that picture of just oh, being surrounded, surrounded with him and filled with it. him. And there's nothing else. And I mean, I, I'm older than you, of course. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm gaining on you, I feel like. <laughs> you're, you're, you're catching up. You're catching, no, you're not catching up. But anyhow, the, but it just, you know, you, you can, it's not possessions. It's not performance. It's not impressing the, the big shots in this world. It's his presence that is in that is fullness of joy. It's it, it is it's being with him, and that's a daily choice. And again, you had you had that mountain of pride that can be there, and and also others unconfessed sin, right? Um, um, and and bitterness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or fear, fear. People get oh, I just and they start living for themselves, and we got to get rid of those obstacles so that we can open our heart. Mm-hmm. To our to our wonderful Lord who dearly loves us, just like your your kids. He loves us, you know, he cares for us, he's with us. Yeah. And we need we need him. He is our life. I often tell groups that I speak to, God does not need us. No. You know, he is self-sufficient. 
but he desperately wants us. You say, well, you got millions of kids. Why, what? But I only have one you. You know, Marcia and I have 12 children, but I only have one you, you know, and, and only one of each. And they say, well, you get rid of one, you still have 11. Which, are you kidding me? Even though I'm sinful compared to God, certainly, oh, I would break my heart. And how much more our perfect, loving, heavenly Father who gave his only son to die for a cruel death so that we could be adopted into his forever family, how much more he wants us. And he wants that closeness to us. So I really appreciate that, Renee. That's yeah. super. Well, you know, it's easy as parents, too, to start thinking, you know, we look around the world, we hear news, we read Voice of the Martyrs magazine. Yeah. And we see those people that are literally, yes. they are so humble. They are open, Lord, yes, I say yes to you. Um, but they are suffering. And I yes. think as Christians, we can tend to be like, hey, we know it's coming our way eventually, but for the time being, let's just get the good soccer shoes and get these kids to play back. And that's good. But I think we're still saying, you're invited into my house, Lord, rather than I want yeah, yeah. to be living in you whatever your key that's where my i can't wait to get up in the morning and do whatever you know like it. what creative projects do i get to do this week uh, um but like what what does your house need what i want to my home is in yes, you and yes. you lord minister and being part to of that him yes minister go his way yes and the kingdom work there's a um well the woman you know G james and john Th sons of thunder yes um i kind of wonder if their mother was the lightning because she came to jesus and she said hey uh jesus i've got these two sons of thunder well i've got something to say too and she knelt down so she had the guise of humility yes um, Jesus had just finished saying, guess what? Here in black and white, folks, listen, read my lips. I'm going to die. I'm going to be mocked. I'm yep, going to be yep. flogged. Three days later, I'll come back. Literally the very next section, she's there. Jesus, I have a favor to ask. What is it you want? Kneels down. Well, can my son James and my son John please be right and left when you're in your kingdom? When I, like, I know you're about to become king down here, so just asking i think we ask him for our kids can you please just let my kids can you let me we just want to be there front and center is that okay yeah. with you oh yeah sure and and make our church the best and yeah. oh, yeah. just come in here and make it good for us <laughs> i really think our hearts are we're not being humble it's not the right tech jesus That's said right. you don't know what you're asking yeah. 10 years later james would be killed with the sword by herod you know, John, however, lived into his 90s to bear fruit in a different way true, for the kingdom true. by writing 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, the book of John, book of Revelation. God has a purpose for each of us, but it's us saying, Lord, yes to your house. I love it, yes Renee. to your yes, kingdom. Sir. Yes. And I have one more thing to say. Um, yes. You want me to say it now or you have another question? Oh, go for it. Yeah. This is just something that hit me about a year ago, and it hit me hard. And it's in the book of Ezekiel chapter nine and um you know we're the language of heaven is the language of hallelujah so our mouth is like no matter what's going on down here we are to be praising him because he is right he's already written the last page of the last chapter of the book of the world right, and it's right. awesome but in the middle the middle part of this book it's not awesome and we yes. look around we see that and I just think that God, my heart is a mourning heart, a lamenting heart for, mm. like you're saying, for the world right yes. now. Yes. For my brothers and sisters. Every day I pray for the, my Chinese brothers and sisters, oh, and the yes. people in Afghanistan, the people yes. starving in Yemen. You know, you I know pray. we all are. Yes, yes. But yes. there's a, the son of man, um, he says, he calls someone who's wearing white, he's wearing linen, and he has a writing kit. And Ezekiel's watching this. 
And are you familiar with this one, Dad? Where he's the right, the man's wearing the writing kit, and he says, "Now take your writing utensil, and start at the sanctuary, and go all across Jerusalem, and make a mark on the forehead of everyone who's lamenting." for the detestable practices of those around them. Mm -hmm. Make a mark on their forehead. And then, so he goes around and he makes a mark. And Uh I know you and I, probably everyone listening would have that mark put on their forehead of just weeping for the sins, not saying, wow, look how terrible the world is. Not even look how terrible the church is, but look how I'm going to repent for my own sin. But it says start at the sanctuary, which is us. We are the sanctuary. That's right. Start in the church then. Yes. Repenting corporately, I repent for my own sins, the words I've personally spoken, but also for the sins of our our church, yes. of arrogance, of, yes. of falseness, of yes. not being honest, yep. of, you know, like the pretense, really. There is some not, of that. Not being, not being wholehearted. Just not being wholehearted. He was wholehearted in, in giving his life for us, and mm-hmm. that, that's a reasonable sacrifice is to give all to him yes right but to repent and you know to even say lord forgive me forgive my country for the sin of abortion and of perversion lord forgive and and to to grieve alongside and and to be like moses pleading for the people that deserve that's really good and then um he says okay now take the sword anyone that does not have that mark they're dead and i just think that he god wants us he sees when we're sad about sin, and he wants that. So I just think as parents, too, when we see our kids suffering, we see their friends suffering, that we don't just look the other way, but we literally receive that as part of our own job to to repent for them yeah, on their yeah. behalf. I agree. That is so, so good, Renee. So overall, are you optimistic, pessimistic, hopeful, not so hopeful about where the church in America is and where it's going in the next uh, weeks, months, years. What, what is your overall sense of where where we're going as as a culture, particularly the church that is supposed to be the salt and the light of our nation? I'm alarmed because I really do feel like um, many Christians are sort of in a you know we know the bad stuff's coming, but for now we're fine. And okay. just let's just try, sort of plug our ears, close yeah. our eyes, just okay. spoke, put on our blinders. Yeah. And um, and I think there's a lot of my my daughter's uh, a freshman at Chapel in Chapel Hill. Yeah. She's tried out many churches. She said, "Mom, there's just a lot of hype, you know, in the church. There's a lot of like sensation, you know, sensationalism yeah, sure, and sure. like lights on, lights off. Yeah, like just yeah, yeah. rather than let's go back to what God has always wanted us to do, which is to love Him. I pray this every day for my kids that they would love Him." And love his word. Doesn't yes. he? That's really what he wants. Amen. And um, I feel like if we could just get down to that and Amen. however he leads us and, yeah. and that unity yeah. in our yeah. marriages. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a wise leader in BSF in New York City said this one thing to me. She said, you know, sometimes work for God can be as simple as keeping your mouth shut. You know, it's just like obey him in the moment sometimes really open yeah. your mouth is work for god yep. but whatever he says to us to yep. say yes to him the green light i have this yep. like you know stop like red yellow green i'm like i open the flaps at bible club yep. yeah yeah 
Aries, what did she say? Did she say blinking yellow to God? Did she say no to God? She said yes in the incarnation. You know, like you can have my body for your son. Green lights to God. And I think if the church, if we individuals would say, I will repent of my sin, my own sin, the sin of the people around me even, I will be honest and I will choose to be kind in my own house to my husband. Yes to my children, even to myself, that's work for God. Because some of us are more sensitive and we just, we can't even receive his love. And how can we be a beautiful gift to the world if we hate ourselves? Amen. I totally agree. Well, Renee, this has been great. And we could go on and on. I mean, you... I'm a talker today. Sorry. You did me some (laughs) great stuff. But would you close us in prayer and pray for the revival of the church in our country, certainly in your region, our region, but across this land, we need another great awakening where mm. the church comes fully alive and and millions of people come to newfound faith in Christ. I mean, that's been our prayer, and I, I hope it's not too late for that to happen. So why don't you close us, would you? Okay, dear Father, thank you that that is one of your favorite names for us, that we would call you Father, and that you delight in calling us daughters and sons. Father, I ask you to have mercy on us, and that you would send your Spirit, Lord, an awakening within the church, that, that your people would be gripped by this desire and this fire, this conviction that they want you, they want to repent of their sins, that they want to find their joy in you. They want to find everything they need in you. They want their children to know you. They don't want anything but that. Lord, we pray that you will send your spirit that will make us desire you to make our home in you. Lord, I thank you that you have the biggest muscles that you are able to do anything and you you tell us to ask you for anything in your name and you will do it to bring glory to your son Mm -hmm. so we ask you father through the name of your precious son jesus that you would send your spirit and into all our little communities around this nation lord and 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 send your holy spirit to cause us to become truly alive and filled with you, that we would not waste our days on this planet, Lord, that we would say yes to you, green lights to you, whatever you ask. I pray this in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus, who promises to answer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Renee. So if people want to hear your music, is there a a way that they can do that? Working on the website. Should be up whenever I get a few more spare hours. Okay. Um, but the, yeah, which will have all the songs, but you can find it easily streaming on Spotify, iTunes, um, really any streaming platform uh, under, and, your, under your name then. Yes. Yeah, so call it joy. I made a mistake and put it under Novare music, but, um, daughters and sons, which is the next album and, uh, just hot off the press is under my name, Renee Alsbrook. Yes. Okay. So you can find that easily. Uh, well, I love you, Renee. and just so proud of you. I'm so thankful for your your obedience and your 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 courageous following our king and uh, just you, you shine like a bright light so god bless you thank you thank you i love you dad love you too thanks for joining us for more information go to grandawakening.org that's grandawakening.org